Hello everyone and welcome to another episode in the Shared Ireland podcast series. Today we are bringing you a special edition all got to do with the coronavirus. Today certain members of the Shared Ireland team are in Cookstown, County Tyrone, buying items for our family and loved ones. So we thought we'd use this opportunity to grab a quick few words with some shop owners and traders and hopefully members of the public just to, I guess, gauge what they feel the impact of this virus, uh, number one, has already had on them and their family and work, and number two, what they believe will happen as we move forward. Uh, to be responsible, obviously, Shared Ireland advocate, and we today ourselves are promoting social distancing. So we have our recording equipment here on a tripod, and we will be um, trying to uh, maintain the one meter distance mark between ourselves and others. So here's hoping that people will actually want to speak to us and won't run a mile when they see us coming. So um, here we go. So today, folks, our first guest is Stanley Best of Stanley Best Estate Agents here in Old Town Cookstown. Stanley, thanks for agreeing to speak to us. Stanley, can I first of all ask you, how many years have you been in business? Oh, it's uh, slightly over 40 years now. And have you ever seen this level of worry, I guess, that's currently going on around the world, and especially here in your own area? Oh, no, certainly not. I mean, it, it is a big worry for everybody, business, uh, everybody, you know, families, a lot. Stanley, in the last week, say, and in particular this past couple of days, have you noticed a reduction in footfall, people coming in to your shop? Uh, yes, we have. There's no question. And we have noticed a couple of deals that are have uh, gone backwards. Uh, there's definitely, well, I think everybody's very cautious just going forward. And when you say a couple of deals that maybe just went backwards or haven't proceeded, what was the reasoning for that? I think just uh, uncertainty, basically. And would that be uncertainty about maybe banks not giving money or people just being prudent at the moment? I think being prudent, you know, they're, they're just scared of, uh, if they'll have the money to pay their mortgages, etc., etc., as you will understand. Stanley, how many staff do you employ here? Uh, just the two. There's two, David and myself and two, two other staff. So there's four of you in total. Have you got all our branches, Stanley? No, just uh, Cookstown. And I know it's not a nice subject to ask, but I guess you hopefully can't foresee laying off any of your staff at the moment. Well, certainly not. We'll do our best to keep them here as long as possible. Okay. Stanley, um, have you got children or grandchildren? Uh, children, no, well, grandchildren now, more so than the ones you worry about most, I suppose. <laughs> And have you put any mechanisms in place, like for example, will your grandchildren still be calling around to see you, or what have you have you spoke about this as a family unit yet? Well, we haven't put anything in place as yet because uh, both sets of grandchildren are uh, some distance from us, but uh, uh, we probably won't see them for some time. I would think. Yeah. Any words of wisdom finally before we go, Stanley? Oh, not really, but I suppose everybody keep the chin up. Uh, let's uh, look forward. Uh, it will pass. There'll be better times. And I am confident the property market will continue and will certainly bounce back. 
Really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes out of your day, Stanley, to speak to Shared Ireland today. And um, we will move on and see, can we find someone else? So now we are in CPS Jordan, again in Cookstown Main Street. And ironically, after speaking to Stanley Bess, we are with another estate agent here, Brian Jordan. Brian is proprietor of CPS Jordan. Brian, thanks for taking a few moments to speak to us today. Um, just we're talking today, Brian, about the coronavirus and the impact it's had on our local community, I guess, and on businesses. Can I first of all ask you, Brian, how long are you trading? Oh, since 2005. 2005. Yes. And I take it you've never witnessed anything like this current scare that's gone around? Personally, no. Uh, but I always recall my mother telling me that she remembers the hungry 30s. And uh, I would say that generation were less prepared than we are today to cope. And they had a queue for their, their rations, uh, they had a rations book. So in terms of that, we may think it bad, but it's not really that bad. We have access to food, we have access to communication channels, we have access to news, everything is there. It may be, it may be a slight interruption in our lives. But uh, in the scheme of things, I don't think it is is bad. It's bad for someone who's elderly and who may suffer from it. But in terms of business, we'll get over it. I think that's a very important message, Brian, that you're only after relaying there. It's important while we listen and keep ourselves informed with what's going on in our surrounding environment. But having a positive, upbeat attitude, I think, is vital here. It is. I mean, so there was a recession, which some may say we really haven't come out of yet. And we got through it, and there's been downturns in the past and all of those things. But really, it's only business. Business will recover. It's lives and it's health that are more important. And whatever steps we can all do to save lives and to extend lives of the elderly or the vulnerable, that's fine. Business, we'll get over it. But I, I guess the reality is, Brian, also that while it's only business, business then has a detrimental impact on staff with possible job Losses, and we've seen even 800 or 1,000 in the hospitality sector yesterday in Belfast. Understandably so, with pubs, restaurants and clubs not being allowed to open, they had to lay off staff. Can I ask you, how many staff have you got, Brian? We have four here and myself five, so I don't anticipate anything radical by way of that. may have to reduce some hours or may have to reduce the working model within the office where there is space or someone gets a, a day to work at home. But all of that, that can be done. But uh, luckily, I mean, I think we'll get, we'll get through. Have you noticed a reduction in footfall of people coming into your shop in the last week and in particular this past couple of days? Well, we, we do have a very busy office here because we have a huge uh, a tenant uh, and, and property portfolio. So on, on a daily basis, we could have 30 or 40 people here. But we are actually encouraging them not to come in until we get over this, this current crisis. And we've introduced, obviously, more uh, phone payments or, 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 or internet, uh, email uh, communication. So we're actually saying, don't come in unless it's an emergency, but please ring us we're here normal opening hours and we'll cope with any emergency that those people those tenants or homeowners may have so the strong message coming from you brian is business as usual business as usual listen keep faith it'll 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 come it'll go and hopefully not too many people will lose their lives as a result of it but in the scheme of things it is only business so 
that can cope. If you have a health issue, that's more important. Just before I go, Brian, um, I could be wrong on this, but are you an agent for, is it Ticketmaster or something? Do you sell tickets we, for we, concerts we, and we, stuff? We used to do that, but not anymore. Not anymore, okay. Just finally, before I go, Brian, how do you personally feel and how our government has dealt with this crisis so far in regards to, you know, possibly the closure of schools, giving out pragmatic advice to people? Listen, Everyone can blast politicians and they're, they're, they're easy pickings at a time like this. But none of them in their lifetime has ever experienced this. So if there are some mistakes made, we have to excuse those. But I suppose the great thing is that there's an information channel there. We're getting information every day. We have access to that online. So probably we have an information overload. And if there are emergencies... I'm sure health and the health service is most important. But regarding everything else, regarding business, regarding rates relief, regarding grants or whatever, that will come and hopefully it, it, it people will, will benefit from that and it will ease the burden and the blow from it. But you have to excuse people if, 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 if it doesn't all work out as, as they say it will. Thank you very much, Brian, for uh, taking time to speak to us today. So that was Brian Jordan, CPS Jordan Cookstown. And the main message coming from Brian is be positive and we will get through this as a community. And now we find ourselves in Sheehy's newsagents, booksellers here in Main Street, Cookstown, and speaking to proprietor T.P. Sheehy. T.P., tell me this. We're speaking to people today about the coronavirus and the impact that it possibly may have long term but have you noticed a foot a reduction in footfall this past week and in particular this past couple of days massive reduction in footfall massive uh, now anybody that is coming into the shop they're coming in for a reason and they're they're usually picking up something there's no browsers there's no tire kickers at the minute but the, definitely the footfall is way down you can see it on the streets uh, certainly come four o'clock half three four o'clock you could take your pick of parking spaces on the street there so it's not good at the minute, no. Have you taken any um, relief from the announcement that there will be a reduction in rates and a rates freeze for the next three months? Uh, well, the, th- the rates, rates freeze for three months is certainly welcome. Uh, it's not as good as what they're doing in England and Wales, which is a full year. They have got 12 months there. Yeah, they've got 12 months there. So uh, now it, it all there is certain reasons for that. Northern Ireland and Stormont are... Making use of a, like a massive grant from the UK government, which is how they distribute their money, and they can't, they've no Stormont can't raise their own taxes to, you know, to increase the money that they'll give out. But we're hoping that there will be another increase in that block payment to, to free up more more money for certain things like reef, rates relief. Uh, there's also word now of grants. Ten thousand pound grant and a twenty five thousand pound grant, depending depending on your rate on payment, your rate, rateable value, yeah. your NAV. But I was on there. I don't know how. I was on trying to look, Google it. There's no clarity. There's nothing. There's nothing to say. Fill this form in or fill that form in. Not, not that I can see. I just on that point, I was speaking to a couple of MLAs earlier this morning on a local um, Midosta councillor, and they said, "Watch this space." today hopefully tomorrow there will be clarity around that subject that's one of the big things clarity we don't know we don't know what to do with staff uh, i mean eventually the schools are now closing obviously some of the staff of kids 
who looks after the kids at home, do the staff need to get off to do that or do we pay them off now? There was a meeting last night at the Chamber of Commerce and a lot of these uh, issues were addressed. But again, the, there was an MLA there and, and local councillors, they just didn't have the answers. And not not on any of their blame, the, the answers just aren't there yet. I guess, I guess on that point, these are unprecedented times and nobody, there is no blueprint for this. Just on that point, TP, how do you feel personally that the local NI executive have dealt with this matter so far? And I guess putting that in context with other countries around the world and even in Southern Ireland. Well, I mean, obviously the Northern Ireland executive followed Boris's plan. Uh, the Tories in England, so and I, I suppose in a way they probably had to to a certain extent. But the fact that Ireland's an island, it, we we should have followed Ireland. We should have followed that already. But maybe maybe that's going to happen now. I, just, I really don't know. I mean, I, I don't think it's a good enough response from the government. To be fair, not quick enough. We've seen this coming. The experts in the government have seen this coming for months. The local Joe public maybe seen it coming for a couple of weeks. But the experts they've seen it coming for months. They've obviously decided there's a certain path, and that path has deviated all the time. You know, every one day there's certain news, and a day later it's a different thing. You know, so uh, you know uh, I understand how that it's unprecedented and it's a one. It, this is the first time it's ever happened. But I still think you know they're more worried about big money and things like that. You know, you know. The, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised, to tell you the truth. I'm not surprised. You're not surprised. Um, the way that someone put it to me was that if the British government and NI executive or members within the NI executive were right, it's simply put, the rest of the world were wrong. Well, yeah, well, that, that's that's one way to look at it, yeah. And uh, Italy's been crying at us for two weeks, or ten days anyway. Closed down, shut down, and they're still having problems. They're, they're, I mean, they've extended their their lockdown, I think, just today. TP, um, how long are you trading? We're trading 101 years this year. So uh, we've f- f- faced many battles and uh, problems in the past with local, uh, like big, big retailers moving into the local area, decimated the local main streets, internet, another major problem. These problems have never been really addressed by the government. There's, there's plenty of talk about it, but there's no real action. How many staff do you currently employ, TP? I have about uh, six or seven full-time and with two, maybe three part-time. And we don't know what's going to happen. We really don't know. I mean, whether they get statutory sick pay, whether they only really bill for so long, or whether they get a, a, like a living wage for so long, and whether the government supplies that or we supply that. But if we're, if we're made to close, we're not making money. What do you do? I mean, that's the problem at the minute. We need clarity. We need. We think it's coming today or tomorrow. We hope it is. You need clarity, and you also would it be fair to say you need government support and not just talk. You need action now. We need action now, and there's a lot of small businesses out there that are maybe only one a one person show, like childminders or taxi men. You know, they're all self-employed. I mean, yes, I employ in, you know up to ten people. And I don't know what to do with them, but I also don't know what to do with myself. How am I going to live, you know? TP, have you got young children? Yeah, I have two teenagers, two teenage girls. Uh, enjoying it at the minute that there's no school, but I can see that coming to an end very quickly whenever they're housebound for so long. There, there could be a few rows in, in, in several households yeah, living with each other 24-7. I'm them all inside a few domestic houses now and would be 
certainly uh, entertaining to say the least. But I, I guess from our point of view in Shared Ireland, we would be advocating that while it is, I guess, pragmatic for people to think, ordering of the internet to practice social distancing would be a sensible approach. However, it's vitally important that all communities support retailers like yourself because not alone do you provide a service, as you're only after alluding to, you provide employment, which has a knock-on effect to the rest of the wider community. So, um, you know, while nobody's looking free advertisement or it's poor me, it's, I think there is an onus on us to support our local communities here. There definitely is. I mean, that, that onus should be there already because we are already losing family businesses and independent businesses off our high street and even the, the multiples are disappearing off it because they can't cope with the, the, the low footfall that's already on, on the high street. Now, with something like this here, all we can do is hope that people realise, yeah, I, I understand I have the social distance, but, you know, if we, if, if this could decimate the, the local the local economy, the local high street, you know, you know, the council rely on the rates from the businesses. You know, if you're sitting with, if you're sitting with another ten or fifteen shop closed after this, you know that that's made up with domestic rates. That they have to put that on the domestic rates to make up the shortfall. I think it's very interesting what you said there. Just even walking into your shop, um, you're right. There's an absolutely no problem getting parking right outside your shop today, which is definitely unusual. Very unusual. Yeah, I mean, uh, anybody that's in shopping. They're in to get something. They're not in browsing or tire kicking. They want, they want whatever they come to get. If if it's there, uh, unfortunately, a lot of things aren't there. We just even us ourselves are selling out of a few things that we would normally wouldn't sell too many of. But we just have to, you know, play it by ear a wee bit, and hopefully the government will will keep us informed and clarify the whole situation so that we know what what options are open to us and what we can do. TP, thanks for taking time out to speak to us today and um, I wish you nothing, only success moving forward. And I would normally shake your hand, but um, in order to be responsible, what are we doing? Touching elbows here? Touching elbows, alright. Okay, thank you very much, TP. Cheers, Nile, thank you. So, we are now in McMahon's Butchers here on the main street in Cookstown and speaking to proprietor Collie Dongley. Collie, I guess today we're going around asking business owners like yourself and members of the public how the coronavirus so far has affected your business. Well, at the minute, Niall, we've been fairly busy with people stocking up. You know, um, it's a really difficult time. Like, the shop's been here since 1896. And it's probably the worst time that, that the shop has ever seen and the local community as well. But people's filling the freezers and maybe stockpiling. Um, but at the end of the day, we want to keep open, we want people in, you know, if we only can let two or three people in at a time at some stage, you know, we just want to keep the shop open for everybody. Collie, what, if any, measures have you put in place to practice social distancing? Well, we social distance, um, we're just asking people just to stay away, not stand too close to each other, but at the end of the day, um, you still need people to talk to each other, you know, Still need to get try and get through this together. Um, we have hand sanitizer at the door, and we're asking people to pay by card, contactless where possible. And uh, we're also using gloves ourselves, and we're cleaning utensils and wiping down 
cutting boards and all as, as we normally do in, in the butchers at all times anyway, you know. How many staff do you employ, Colly? I have eight staff here and there's a lot of men here with and with families, uh, you know, and it's very important. I'll be doing everything in my power to keep everybody in a job. Do you think, and this isn't meant to get political, but do you think that the NI executive have acted quickly enough and what needs to happen now to help people like you? Well, I think it's very important. You know, the overheads in any business is colossal. You know, your rent and rates and your wages are colossal. Like, and if the people's not coming through the door and supporting us, then we're, we're in trouble. Like, it's very important that the local businesses, small, the bars, restaurants, all get supported in any way possible, like financially. What do you make of the fact that there was an announcement yesterday or the day before that business, small businesses here in the north will get a rent or um, sorry, rate freeze for three months. But given that um, England, Scotland and Wales, they are getting um, it for 12 months. Well, I think it's only fair that we should be treated the same as England, Scotland Wales and we should get the, the rates uh, for, off for, for a year as well to try and help us because at the end, when this is all over, we're going to have a lot of rebuilding to do in our businesses, you know, and, and we're going to need all the support we can get. Have you got any young children yourself, Colin? No, my kids are all big. Of one fella now, he's 20, so he's he's, uh, he's he's no bother with him. But there is a lot of people work here with small, small families, like I'm worried for them, you know. Uh, should our schools have followed suit with the Republic of Ireland and closed earlier, in your opinion? Well, in my opinion, you know, when we're, we're all on the one island, you know, I, I just feel that they probably should have closed at the same time, but um, I'm not sure. I suppose everybody has their own opinion on it, but it's hard to know. I guess the message from Shared Ireland and from yourself and other small businesses, while it may be pragmatic to order things online, um, because you obviously don't come into contact with people, I guess you and everybody else will be saying support your business because you are the backbone of society and ultimately give employment, which has a trickle-down effect to the wider society. Yeah, that's right. It's very important for people to, and when you're working with perishable food, like you need you need people to come in and get it get it daily. And I don't supply. I I just sell my any products you buy in McMahon's. You know you can't get them anywhere else. You have to come here to get them. Like so, I just um, appeal to everybody to support every every small business as they can if they can. I'm just looking around your wall here before I go, Collie, and I see you are a multi award winning butchery. That's right. I was lucky enough to be in the Ireland team a couple of years ago. It won the World Butcher Challenge, like so. I uh, have plenty of plenty of cups about us, plenty of trophies. But at, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just here to make a living like everybody else, and just hopefully we can get through this together. If we all do, be sensible and you know wash our hands as often as we can, and just be sensible, we'll get through it. Colly, thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us today and I wish you nothing, only the best of luck moving forward. No problem, thank you. Dad. So we are now in number 8 Jewellers on Main Street, Cookstown and we're speaking to one of the um, staff here called Joanne. Joanne, today we're going around asking people um, like yourself 
what sort of an impact have you already seen from the effects of the coronavirus? And I guess in terms of footfall, um, I'm taking it like everybody else, you've seen a reduction yes. in numbers. Mm-hmm. Yes, big time. And especially with us now coming up to Mother's Day, the time that the place would really be buzzing, people in buying bits and pieces for their mum, wives, girlfriends and so on. We haven't seen it. It's been really quiet. Isn't it wonderful? With everything that's been going on in the world this past week, I'm ashamed to say I've actually forgot about Mother's Day <laughs> until you mentioned it. But that is right. This is what, Thursday? Thursday. And yeah. Mother's Day is this. Sunday. It's on Sunday and the whole thing. Normally we are busy for like special occasions like that. And with the Holy Communions and stuff coming up, they have all been cancelled, um, which affects ourselves and stuff with the Holy Communion dresses. The occasion wear and stuff down the back. There's nobody coming in to view or to buy because everything has been cancelled. And I'm just looking down the back, as you referred to there, you um, sell or rent yes, um, sell. different gowns for different occasions. As you say, Holy Communion, Confirmation, yes. different things that are mm-hmm. going on. So, yeah, yeah, it's wonderful when you see things, I guess, and listen to people like you, things that I wouldn't normally be thinking mm-hmm. of come into mind. And, and I guess while you're not the proprietor of this shop but you are going to have a lot of stock sitting here that i'm assuming you've already yeah. paid for mm-hmm. and if nobody's coming in to buy it then obviously that's the f- number one thing that can cripple a business it would yes um but now at the moment we're just waiting to the last minute to see what happens come this weekend whenever things are supposed to be shutting down um it's just a matter of ourselves especially for the brides and that contacting them and getting them to come in to pick up their dresses and even a couple of our brides have already been affected with their weddings at short notice being cancelled. I was going to ask you that. There has been cancellations there obviously has. with weddings and stuff like that. Yeah, there we've had two so far of the brides that have got everything ready um, and the reception and that has all been cancelled at short notice. Joanne, um, slightly personal question but uh, have you got children or young children yourself? I do, yes, I have two kids. What ages are they? 17 and 12. So they're at least they're not toddlers, but I, how do you feel as if that our government have responded while all our governments around Europe and the world have been closing schools down? Do you feel as if that we acted too late or do you feel as if now is the right time for them to bring in measures to close schools? Well, I think this probably should have had already done. Um, me, myself, personally, I took my son out of school from Monday past. And thank goodness, because there was a wee guy at his class that had been tested. Now, it wasn't positive or anything. But if Josh had have been at the school and stuff at that particular time, it could have been through the whole area. But again, um, they're closing now from Friday. And with them being at home, I just cannot turn around and leave them at home full time on their own so between myself and michelle um michelle's got two younger kids as well so michelle is a proprietor here is that correct she is yep michelle she's got two younger kids and they're only primary school age which means she needs to be there with them whenever the childminder and that is not going to be available to do it so it's inevitably going to affect us here and i guess then for people to ask their elderly parents maybe to do a bit of childminding that can be ruled out because our elderly are the very people who this virus could have the worst impact on. Yes, um, Michelle, um, her mother and that would have health issues as well as me and father going through serious operations and stuff this past couple or three years. Um, you just can't take the risk of leaving the kids with them. 
Joanne, just before um, I go here, have you got serious worries about your own future employment in this shop here? Yes, at this moment in time, I have. Now, I know whenever Michelle goes to open up again, when we open up again, my job, I'll still have it. But um, it all depends on how long the whole thing goes on for. And have you, has Michelle discussed with you um, when, if at all, you will be closing? As far as I know, we're going to be closing from half day on Saturday. For the foreseeable? For, well, for two weeks anyway, and just I'll just be take it from there. Well, as I said to everybody so far today, Joanne, uh, the message that we in Shared Ireland want to put out to the local communities, regardless of where you're living, is to try and support local businesses uh, because they are the backbone of community. And long after this virus has gone, the local businesses and people like yourself will still be there to support us. Yes, definitely. So we are now in cell phones in Cookstown. Main Street and we are speaking to Laura. Laura, tell me this, how long have you worked in cell phones? Um, about four years now. And have you noticed a reduction in people coming in this past week and in particular this past few days? Well, at the start we were busy but as you know yourself with everything going on it's definitely we've noticed a bit of a decrease in our customers. Um, plenty of people going about the streets, stocking up and everything, but as for our wee shop here, there's not been much happening. And just for the benefit of our listeners, what do you sell all in the shop? We sell phones, we repair phones, unlocks, phone cases, tablet cases, you name it. And I, and I, I suppose just listening to you say that, I guess while vitally important in the society that we live in, to have instant communication with people. Uh, for a lot of people, I guess, what you sell wouldn't be seen as being important in life now. Uh, I guess stocking up on food and stuff would be seen to be the more pragmatic thing to do. Yeah, I suppose so. But we've seen, especially with more elderly people who maybe live by themselves, they're buying wee cheaper phones to be able to keep in contact with family members since they're not allowed to come and see them. You know, people in nursing homes, things like that, starting to maybe buy a wee phone just to keep in contact with everyone. Um, so it could be important if you look at it that route. That's a very good point, Laura. Right. You're, you're a great salesperson. <laughs> Thank you. T tell me this, Laura. Um, you're within your own life and your family circle have you put any mechanisms in place for example like social distancing or what what have you discussed if anything with within your own private life well as for my grandparents we sort of kept a bit of a distance there because they're obviously more at risk but um even before the government shut down the schools and everything stopped my younger brothers and sisters going to school and I'm in university at the minute sort because of, I have to get the bus up and down until class I sort of stopped myself from doing that because it only puts my family at risk What university are you at can I ask? I'm at Ulster University And to be even cheekier what are you studying? Human resource management That could come in very useful as we move forward It could maybe hopefully very soon for me anyway And w when have you personally did you personally take a decision to stop going to your classes? This week. Before the government introduction of the school closures? Yeah, I thought it was best for everyone's health around me that I would stop it myself. Just before we let you go, Laura, one last question. How do you personally feel 
that the NI executive and, I guess, British government has handled this whole crisis so far. When you look at the likes of Leo Varadkar and his speech, when you look at our leaders around the world literally closing down countries, um, closing university schools, crashes, um, how do you feel our um, leaders here have dealt with this crisis so far? I mean, obviously people have their own opinions, but um, I think they're sort of doing it in a way to not panic the society doing it gradually like shutting down the schools and then maybe next week they'll shut down a few shops just keeping the um, groceries shops open and pharmacies and things like that but they maybe could have took measures a wee bit quicker and did something a bit sooner to stop the whole pandemic I feel like um, Here in your own current employment in this shop mm-hmm. Have you discussed it with your boss about when, if at all, you are going to close down? And I guess, are you fearful about the survival of a small shop like this? Oh, definitely. Like, well, we discussed maybe maybe this Saturday might be the last day. We'll just see how things go. But um, even after this is all over, you know, people's first protocol isn't going to be a phone or a phone case. So it'll definitely take us another while to get back up on our feet again once it's all over. Laura, thank you very much for speaking to us today. So this is Cell Phones Cookstown. And again, as I have done with all businesses, we would urge our listeners to support small businesses like yourself and because they are ultimately the backbone of society. Thank you very much for speaking with us today, Laura. No problem. Thank you very much. So here we are, delighted to bump into walking around Cookstown Main Street today is Carol Dewey. Carol is founder and she organises all the events in the hub here in Cookstown. And instead of me waffling on about what the hub does, I'll let Carol explain in her own words what the hub does. Hi there. Um, well, we just have to put the wee video up on our page to let you know what's happening at the hub uh, within this wee dark period that we're going to go through. We are actually supporting local. We are manning three phone lines for people whose mental health will dip. All of our mental health is going to dip in this dark period, but by God, we are going to come out of it. We're going to go through the black hole with you. We're going to come out the other end. But the main thing we have to remember is a lot of people here are carrying a burden about their business and about people closing and having no money. Please support local businesses. We are getting our past on stuff and, and we're stocking up, not for us, we're stocking up for people who can't get groceries when this eventual lockdown will come. We're buying local. We're supporting local because whatever this is all over, we want, number one, we want our mental health to stay stable. We'll keep your spirits up. But see, whenever you come out of this, we want the businesses still to be there, people to get their jobs, nobody moving out of houses. We want to, we're sticking with the people. It's called community connections, and that's what we do in the hub. Carl, I'm not saying this because I'm speaking to you now face-to-face, but genuinely, every time I bump into you or any interaction I have with you I walk away from our conversation genuinely mean this um, uplifted, you are better than any tonic that any doctor could prescribe anybody. Just Carol, before I let you go is the hub going to remain open throughout all this? I actually phoned a, a, a chief inspector of the PSNI there about two hours ago because I got petrified. People said, you know, you won't be allowed out. You only let out in your backyard. And I'm claustrophobic, so I actually took that serious last night. About four o'clock, I woke up this morning. But I phoned inspector PSNI this morning and I said to him, you tell me now that the, we are the only port of call that's open for our community. Health centres, council offices, all of that's closed down for our community. So where, who are they going to phone? We might not have all the answers, but we are there to listen. We're there to support people. So he said to me, Carl, I will let everybody know 
that the hub is open. As long as you don't let people at the public in, we keep four volunteers at any one time. So we have three phone lines and we'll be there. We're open to the death and that's the God's on the street. I've cleared that this morning. What kind of services, Carol, can you provide for the public? Well, at the minute we're lifting prescriptions. I'm heading around now to lift a prescription for a wee man who is self-isolated. His care worker's off sick. He's nobody to lift this prescription and nobody delivered. I'm doing that personally myself now, but I have drivers and vans galore that will come to our door we'll do the lifting we lift the prescriptions and i shopped for a lady this morning in tesco and i dropped it off myself and everybody's more than grateful you know this is not about being mother Theresa or mrs brown this is not about looking a medal or a reward i've got my medal i don't need a reward because i am in a happy place myself this is about keeping us together till we get out of this black hole and that's the truth and the more you do for your neighbor the less we'll have to do the less vans we'll have to phone Keep an eye on your neighbour and look after yourselves. You're like myself, Carl. You speak pretty fast. So could I ask you to give out a contact detail for the hub, but only try and slow down a bit here, please? I'll slow down. Our contact number for the hub, our landline is 028-867-63398. See the way I got you to slow down? I guess I'm the first person ever to kind of slow you down. I would say my late father and I spoke were very, very fast and, and people think we're speaking different languages, but you're hey. Carl, while I know titles are certainly not important, but I was racking my brain to think, what title was bestowed upon you? Um, if I can remember, um, I can't, honest to God, I can't remember. I don't, Come honestly, on, and you're being modest, was it an OBE, an MBE, what was it? No, it was a, mommy called it a BEM, a, a BMW, so <laughs> I, I preferred a BMW at the time, right enough, it's a BEM. And when did you get that reward or, or award, and what was it for, Carl, finally, before we go? It was for my voluntary services within the community and I can't remember what year. I don't remember years. Listen, you are a fantastic woman. You uh, do a lot of great work for Cookstown and the wider area and keep it up, Carol. I most certainly will. I'm here to the day. Thanks a million. Hi folks, back again here. I'm at Fruit Fair here in Cookstown, uh, Bourne Road, and I'm speaking to proprietor, is it Jeff? Jeff, not the proprietor. Oh, you're not the proprietor. My apologies. So you work here. Yep. Jeff, um, could you explain to our listeners what exactly you sell in the shop? All sorts of fruit and veg, fresh product, bread and milk and cheese and all the rest, mainly fruit and veg. So um, obviously with the outbreak of the coronavirus, how has this had an impact in your shop? Or uh, could you be the first shopholder today to say that it has um, been a positive, dare I say, and you have... Um, actually seen more people coming in to buy? Yeah, I would say this last week we've probably been busier than normal. Um, sales is up every day, and maybe the morning times especially, but um, definitely we're still busier than normal and don't know how long it's going to continue because people, how much stuff does people need and you just take it a day by day, you know. And given the nature of your product, fresh fruit and vegetables, Jeff, do you receive supplies every morning? Every morning, yeah. Stuff can be to Belfast and that. They're different out of the wholesale markets, but... Just, it's hard to tell what the supply is going to keep going because if they start closing borders in Europe and stuff, just don't know how long it's going to go on for, but at the minute there's still plenty of stuff anyway. And have you had any word from your suppliers about what may happen within the next week or two? Not really. Everybody's just sort of day by day because, as I say, the way people stockpile and stuff, um, you don't know whether the demand's still going to be there and they're just the same as yourselves, just don't really know. Have you had any conversations with uh, your boss on possible... Uh, closure here or do you plan to just see what happens on a day-by-day basis? Well with us still being busy at the minute you just have to take it day at a time and just hope for the best. I think everybody's doing the same and 
realise we're in a better position maybe than some people thinking about layoffs and stuff and losing their jobs so we just have to remain as positive as we can. Yeah I guess with perishable food um, you know there's the obvious risk that if nobody comes in to buy your product then that ultimately means that you what have to dump it. Well that's it yeah but people have to eat and they can't stockpile like a fruit and veg so it's going to hopefully be a demand there so so far there's the demand's still good you know. Just before I let you go Jeff, um, have you any kids yourself? Three yeah. Do you mind asking what age is there? Uh, 10, 12 and 15. What have you made of um, how the Northern Ireland executive has handled the school closures um, when you put it in light of, for example, the Republic and other countries around the world? Do you think that they did the right thing by holding off until now? Or do you believe, from a personal point of view, that they maybe should have acted a little bit sooner? It's, always, it's hard to call, hard, call, call from the Mickey. I had to realise that. And um, I know where it's just starting there off from now like and it's going to be 16 weeks it's going to be a very long time so the way we've seen it was an extra day or two not do them any harm and I think it's going to be long enough for them to be sitting around the house you know and trying to make them do the work and not fall behind their learning you know Have you thought about any mechanisms that you personally will put in place um, to look after your kids if you remain open here who will look after them? I will well the oldest one's 15 so she could sort of child mind a bit of such or whatever but um it's just not ideal and the wife works part-time so she's considering taking days off and I might have to take a day off and work it like that there sort of thing you know. Jeff thank you very much for giving up your time today and I guess as I said to everybody so I'll keep saying it is that we are urging people to support local businesses like your own uh, because they ultimately are the backbone of the community. Thank you very much Jeff. No problem thank you. So now we are in um, a ladies boutique called Serafina in Cookstown Main Street and we are talking to one of the proprietors or the sole proprietor, Nairi. Um, Nairi, we're going around today asking people about the coronavirus. Obviously it's the only thing on everyone's lips. You are the proprietor of this business here. Have you seen a downturn in footfall uh, coming in through your shop? A huge downturn from this day last week. Pause that. We just had a wee pause and let you answer that telephone call there. So you were saying about um, the downturn in business yeah. now. It's been uh, it's been massive the downturn um, from the end of last week, which was quite a good week in terms. Nobody was as afraid of coronavirus as they have become now, and the knock-on effect Saturday to Monday to bank holiday weekend effectively has been enormous. Um, there's nobody about, that's the truth. Very, very, very few people about. We've seen very few people coming in and out of the business. Um, everybody is afraid. Everybody doesn't know what to do. And everybody is looking for guidance. But until we get that, you, what do you do? Nairi, I find that word that you use, guidance, very interesting. Could you elaborate on that? And what, coming from a business owner with um, wages to pay, rent to pay, rates to pay, electricity and everything that goes with it what sort of guidance and reassurance would you be looking from from our government well what we really need to know is that whenever all this dies down that you know there will still be businesses really we need to know from our government that we will be supported i know yesterday there has been some information as to business funding grants and that but nobody really knows if they're going to be affected by that or not and 
the stark reality is there is nobody that will be able to sustain this long term. Have you personally thought here about the possibility of having to close your shop for a period of time? Without a doubt. Um, I think we all are kind of looking at what's happening in the Republic, wondering if this, if we're going to be next. Um, I think it's inevitable that we will have to close until certainly this can be contained. How long that will be, nobody knows. Um, but really, we have to look about, you know, if things don't start to improve, will we have to close permanently? Just listening to you speak there, um, you know, the more people that I speak to today, the harsh reality of this hits home every time. And it's just a thought entered my head there, like, have you made contact with your landlord here? Because if you have to close, he or she, I'm assuming, will still be looking their their rent. Um, you know, there's certain things that, for me, and I guess many of our listeners, haven't even thought about here. Yeah, absolutely. I phoned my landlord yesterday. Now I'm still waiting on my landlord to get back to me and let me know what is going to happen. Uh, without any money coming in, you know, you have to prioritise. There's just not a, a huge amount of money sitting in reserves you know, whenever there's no money coming in. And I guess I spoke to a jeweller shop down the street there, and again, this didn't dawn on me until she mentioned it. This weekend, Sunday coming, is Mother's Day, one of the busiest days of the year for a jeweller's, for example. And I guess even in your own business here, ladies' fashion, uh, people, I'm assuming, would normally be coming in getting gift vouchers and stuff like that. Um, so, uncertain times. Yeah, absolutely. Even St. Patrick's Day tends to be a day where there's more people out and about in the streets. And, you know, weather dependent, you can have a really good St. Patrick's Day with people getting the chance to go out and do things they don't normally get to do. Mother's Day tends to be a busy weekend as well. Picking up jewellery or handbags or, as you said, gift vouchers, things like that. And, I mean, my parents are in their 70s, so this Mother's Day I won't be able to see them. You know, we have to kind of keep our distance for a while. How long, we don't know. And other people will be in that situation as well. What sort of mechanisms, Nairi, have you put in place in your own personal life? Like, you're only after speaking about your parents there, obviously. For their welfare, you won't want to go near them. And that's a pragmatic thing to do. Um, but, like, I guess even on, uh, you know, there's no pubs open, there's no nothing open. Um there could be a, f- a few marriages go to the wall, people having to spend 24-7 with each other. <laughs> Without a doubt. Or the off-licences will be hit big time. <laughs> very good. Okay, now, thank you very much for taking time out of your day to speak to us. And um, as I've said to everybody else, um, we would be encouraging the local community to come out and support our local businesses in this uncertain time. Thanks very much, Niall. Thank you. So we're in the Belfast House pub here in Cookstown. Um, It is not open at the minute. I have sneaked in through the back door and I'm speaking to head barman Paddy. Paddy, um, you are in a unique position here that not alone are you a public house, you also have got B&B. So how has this SARS, or sorry, my apologies, SARS, coronavirus um, impacted you as a business here? Well, over the last week or two you've seen the footfall, uh, even in B&B there's a lot of ones have cancelled so, and with the bar having to close during the week, 
we can't let ones into the B&B. And Paddy, when you say the bar closed during the week, has the bar been closed during the week? It has, yeah. St Patrick's Day, like that's what somebody had said, like it uh, must be serious enough when all the bars are closed on St Patrick's Day. You know? What sort of advice or guidelines do you are you aware of that you've been getting? Um, you know how long this will have to close or anything like that. Well, the only thing I've heard this last while is, is for two weeks period. Um, but at the moment there, well, the UK went. They're not telling actually people really to close. They just more or less people have been advised, you know, to keep their distance and you know just generally just not really come in contact with each other, you know. What has your own personal opinion been, Paddy, of listening to the likes of Leo Varadkar address the nation and then listen to Boris Johnson address the nation? Um, do you think that the Republic has acted too quick by closing their schools, universities in crisis the likes of uh, 10 days ago? Or do you believe that the British government have got it right by only acting now? Well, when you look at the rest of Europe, they've all closed down. Uh, both uh, Leo Varaka, he's went according to what the rest of Europe was telling uh, the WHO, and he's went to that, and it seems to be that Britain seems to be they're taking a different approach altogether, isn't it? So I don't know where, where they're getting different uh, medical advice compared to the rest of the world, so it's hard to know. Like, it's two different opinions coming out, you know? And um, what's your opinion, Paddy, on the school's closure? Um, will it impact you, or have you got grandchildren? No, I'm already that way so far. Yeah. And finally, Paddy, um, are you personally fearful of job losses in the business that you're working in here? Oh, yes, I'm very has all been cut. It's just open today there because uh, people come looking into the B&B, there's a few coming in, so we've had to open and we're trying to keep the footfall down to the minimum. You know? And when you say your hours have been cut, how will that have an impact on your life? Well, rent and all the pay and other things to pay, so I'll just have to see what happens. Uh, don't see any money coming from the government to substitute you, so I'm maybe not too bad off compared to maybe some people, like, but a lot of people there, they're losing their jobs completely. Okay, thanks, Paddy. I'm from the Belfast House here in Cookstown, and we will move on to try and grab a quick word with someone else. So there you go, folks, a collection of voices from shopkeepers around Cookstown in County Tyrone, I guess just expressing their fears and uncertainty, and I guess that's the, the, the main concern at the minute is uncertainty. And while that certainly is no one's fault because this is a, a new virus, there is no blueprint for this. So we are all dealing with something that um, we have never experienced before. So I guess um, coming from a civic point of view, the only thing that we can expect and ultimately demand from our political leaders is to show clarity, to give us firm instructions based upon the best possible medical advice um, out there and to take what the rest of the world who have experienced this virus uh, before it has come to our country use their knowledge and put it to good effect.
And before we sign off today, uh, the Shared Ireland team would like to give a big thank you to all our health workers out there, uh, people that are volunteering, looking after our sick, elderly and people with underlying medical conditions. Uh, without these people still rolling up their sleeves and going out every day to do a task that um, I guess many of us would find impossible to do. These people are the backbone of our society and when we do come through this um, we will ultimately owe you a great deal of gratitude. And um, I guess one of the themes coming out of this podcast today is while it will be socially responsible to practice um, distance while purchasing stuff, it may be easy to jump on the internet and click a few buttons and get it delivered to your door. Um, I suppose what we are advocating is that if we don't support our local businesses, whether that be in Dublin, Cork, Tandragee, Cookstown, Derry, Belfast, wherever, these businesses are the backbone of all our communities. And if at all possible, we should think about them first. And um, while the whole family should obviously not um, go into any shop, um, sending one member of the family in to support our local businesses um, should be encouraged. And finally, this virus obviously knows no borders. It knows no religion. And um, it knows no political aspirations either. So from the Shared Ireland team, um, we would encourage all our political leaders uh, to do the right thing, be united here. And we can always talk about political aspirations when we as a community um, deal with this worldwide uh, crisis that's currently going on. So on behalf of myself and the Shared Ireland team, thank you very much for listening to this kind of stop-start podcast today. And um, we will hopefully um, have more to come in the near future. Okay, folks, everyone be safe. Wash your hands and practice good, sensible uh, activities and try and look out for your elderly, uh, whether that be a phone call, a video message, um, look after our elderly because ultimately none of us would be here without them looking after us. Okay, take care. Be good. Bye-bye.